Absolutely. And they've talked about it. You, you guys spoke with them yesterday, and I would say each one to a man spoke about, you know, what they have to do to help each other out. You know, this thing is more of a partnership with these guys, helping them understand how we want to play and them accepting it and embracing whatever comes after that. The first day of practice for the Orlando Magic is in the books. How the Magic are taking ownership of this training camp. Anthony Black talks to us about his first day of Orlando Magic NBA practice. And defense is the focus of day one on this episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 3rd, 2023. It'll be October 4th, 2023 as well. My name is Philip Ross. I'm this expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On to the episode of Locked On Magic. Orlando Magic leadership takes front stage, front and center stage as the Orlando Magic take ownership of training experience plus Anthony Black tells us a little bit about what his first practice was like. We'll hear from him as well as Jamal Mosley on today's episode. Plus defense is the focus yet again. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast Covering every single team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Do not forget, uh, while my internet connection is still working, maybe it isn't, maybe it isn't, I don't know. It's been spooky like crazy here because of the Canadian wildfire. But before you forget, tomorrow or day, October 4th, Wednesday, October 4th at 6 p.m., we will be doing a live show on uh on the Locked On Magic YouTube page, that's youtube.com slash at Locked On Magic, as well as on a, as well as a Twitter Spaces uh, on my account at O Magic Daily. We're going to answer your Orlando Magic questions, talk to you a little bit, hear what you want to hear, uh, talk about what you want to talk about uh, for the show. It's all that tomorrow, Wednesday, October fourth at six p.m. Eastern time. Please join us. We're looking looking very forward. I'm hoping to do more of those uh, as the season goes on. But today is the big day. Today is the fun day. It is the first day of practice for the new magic. And frankly, what was kind of interesting and fun about it was afterward, it really felt like a normal practice. Um, It really, and this is not to belittle the work that they did or anything that they did. It felt like business as usual. And, and, you know, we've talked about it a million times here. It's been one of, it was one of the big talking points at Media Day yesterday. This Magic team feels very familiar. It is a lot of the same guys, a lot of the same players, a lot of the same familiarity and the same things that make this Magic team what it was last year. Continuity was a strength, told us. Continuity was something that this team was going to use as a launch point to grow and to develop quickly. That is part of who this Orlando Magic team is and part of 
why they're so optimistic about going to come this season for the team. Um, there's a big storm about to roll in here, so stay stay with me here. Um, continuity is just was just such a big thing, and, and the Magic hoped that this would springboard them. They hoped that this would give everyone a sense of understanding, yes, of how rare it is to have so many players back from the previous season, but a sense of understanding that this growth is your growth. One of the big talking points coming out of Media Day Monday was about leadership. It was about who's going to step up and be the leader on this team. What does accountability mean for a young team that has never won before? Let's let's be real. They experienced a little bit of winning last year, but they've never won before. What does accountability look like for a team that's never won before and is frankly short on experience? I got the quote yesterday. Jonathan Isaac was the one who said, the only thing this team is missing, they got all the talent. The only thing this team has missed is the experience that they've done it before. That is what this team is trying to grow and trying to figure it out in real time. But leadership was a big talking point. Asking, you know, Paolo Bencaro and Fran Lager, some of these young players, to not only lead by example, but to lead by word and deed as well. Not just deed but lead by word. Even Jonathan Isaac, you know, when he talked to, he talked to us, happy birthday, Jonathan Isaac. When he talked to us um, after practice today, he said, you know, usually defensively, our communicate, we're, we're being taught right now to over-communicate. We're being taught to talk a lot more than we need to. So everyone knows where we're at. And Isaac admitted, like, I'm not the best at that. Defensively, when I see something, I just do it because I can, because he's that good defensively. And Coach Dale Osborne, and he said Coach Dale Osborne, one of the assistant coaches, has been really on him to be communicative, to really talk his way through it, to tell everyone what he's about to do. Not that he's not capable of doing it anyway, but it just gets everyone in that mindset of, okay, I know what you're doing, so now I know what I have to do in response. And Isaac, to his credit, also said that he and Jalen Suggs are also discussing their defensive chemistry and all that. And that's really scary for the rest of the league. The training camp and training camps in general are all about establishing the fundamentals. They're all about establishing the baseline, the basics of what you are doing. And obviously, this Magic team has an understanding of that already. Because they've been with most for most of them for two years now. Because they were with the team last year, they understand what Adrian is trying to accomplish. They understand what the end goal of what they're doing is. They understand what they need, they need for teammates, and what the proper intensity is supposed to be. So how are the Magic showing leadership this early in training camp? They're doing it by taking ownership. By, as, as Jamal Mosley will say here in the fight I'm about to play for you in a minute, they're doing it by showing that they can coach the team themselves in some ways. Because there's a lot to get to in training camp. Like I said, it's about establishing the fundamentals. And the quicker you get through the basic stuff, the quicker you master that basic stuff, the more you lay on the complex stuff that's going to help this team get better. The, the less time you do explaining a drill or going through a drill or correcting a mistake, the more work you're going to be able to get in. 
And so the way accountability is expressing itself early on is in those quiet moments to the side. When a, a teammate takes another teammate and explains what the drill is, answers a question real fast, and gets right back into it. And that's the ownership the Magic are developing here in the first days of training camp. Well, you know, we've done a great job of laying the foundation for what these guys can expect, you know, day in and day out. We talk about the workload that they're going to they're gonna have when we walk in this gym. Uh, so the difference is that, you know, you don't have to repeat yourself as much. Guys understand what's expected of them and how hard they have to go, the attention to detail that they need to have, and how focused they need to be throughout the practice. A lot. You know, every day it's a different dude. Uh, older dudes, some of the younger dudes even, uh, just telling me about pace, uh, finding my teammates, playing a little bit slower, uh, defensive tips, it's just, it's all type of stuff. So uh, they're definitely doing a good job of teaching me and Jet uh, kind of like what it is we're trying to do. Well, the great part about this group is that they communicate well with one another. So it's not necessarily me having to say anything. Sometimes you have, you have Paolo on the sideline coming over and grabbing a young guy to talk to him about what to do in a certain drill. So they felt that they've seen it before. So that's the great part about that continuity, that they can really coach themselves. As everyone said Monday during media day, it's not going to be perfect right out the bat. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be mistakes. There are still things that players throughout this roster still have to learn. Experience is the greatest teacher, and everyone will tell you that. This is a team still a bit short on experience. Still a bit short uh, in knowing what they have to do and doing what they're going to be trying to do. And so, this Magic team is trying to do what it can. What experience does this group have? Well, they have an experience knowing what Jamal Mosley and what this coach staff is asking for. They have experience knowing, okay, this is what we did last year that gave us success. Let's make sure we do those things again. Because if this season is truly about the details and it starts with correcting mistakes in practice, with preventing mistakes in practice, with helping each other out to make the most of this practice time. Because the reality is this week is the most practice time that you're going to get all year. After this week, there are games. There is travel. There is resting. There is not the same intensity and certainly not the same repetition that you're going to get except for this training camp week. And so the Magic are taking it upon themselves right now to make sure they make the most of it. It's not a practice without talking a little bit about the rookies. We've been avoiding Anthony Black and Jed Howard. We'll get to them and what Anthony Black saw in his first day of practice coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Ibotta. Allegedly, the weather is getting cooler. I mean, it's still ridiculously hot. The, uh, the, the haze from the Canadian fire that made its way down to Florida um, certainly cools down. And, and as I look outside here at 6.15-ish p.m., oh, it is getting dark and rainy. So the weather's going to weather. But that just means it's time to stock up with the latest fall fashion. Because, you know, we don't really wear winter clothes here in Florida. It's not going to get that with Ibotta, you can get cash back on any kind of winter or fall gear that you need. 
whether that is a new hat, a new shirt, whatever, you can find it all and more for the whole family. Boy, did I pick the wrong intro prompt to read, but it still makes sense because I bought gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy and it allows you to buy tons of great items. The average Ibotta user earns $100 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip or could use that cash, use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Mays, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app now and use code LOCK to start earning real cash back today. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCK. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCK today. It is obviously not a first day of training camp if we don't talk to the rookies. Um, so we got one. We talked to Anthony Black after practice today. And, you know, there's a lot of mystery about how the Magic are using. Um, you know, when we got into the, when we got into the Advent Health Training Center today uh, for the last couple minutes of practice, the Magic were already doing their shooting drills. Everyone's kind of grouped into anticipated playing groups. It was actually kind of coincidental. Perhaps I don't want to read too much into it, but Anthony Black was with kind of the third group guys: Jet Howard, Caleb Houston, Goga Batadze, and Chuma Okeke. Um, he was grouped with those players, getting shots up. I don't want to read too much into it. I know a lot of fans were kind of talking about it, and, and it's worth noting because of the coincidence. But yes, you know, everyone's kind of being, you know, we're kind of seeing some playing groups emerge. It's first day of practice; they're still experimenting to go. There's still preseason games to go. Don't read too much into it. We're all kind of curious about what Anthony Black's role is going to be. And as much as any message that was delivered home throughout throughout media day, playing time is going to be earned. Jeff Weltman said it. Jamal Mosley said it. Everyone understands this group is about internal competition this year. This group really have to be a postseason team. They're going to do what they need to do to, to get better as a group, obviously, uh, but to make the postseason. And so that means rookie like Anthony Black is not simply going to get 30 minutes like he might have in the past. Like Paolo Bancaro got 30 minutes per game last year. He certainly earned them, but he got 30 minutes per game last year. He was always going to get 30 minutes per game last year. Uh, over the last several years, rookies have gotten playing time out in a second. Weldon said it really well uh, during during media day that you know early in rebuilds, you gift young guys minutes and question whether that's ultimately good for their development. Well, now we're on the opposite end of that. Now a player like Anthony Black is not going to be gifted minutes. And so he not only has to learn the NBA, and you know, Jonathan Isaac even said, you know, after his first practice way back in the day, 2017, that is, um, he was wide-eyed like a deer in the headlights. You know, it, it's it's hard for rookies to get the speed of things. And that was something that Anthony Black talked about was how much faster the NBA an NBA practice and an NBA game is. Uh, it was good. It was kind of a little bit of what I expected. 
some defense, some competition, and uh, really just getting a lot of the basics down. So it was a good first day. We just asked Jay what his first camp was like way back when, and he said he was like a deer in the headlights. Do you feel that way, or how do you feel like you're out there on the floor? Um, not as much. Um, I feel like it's a lot of similar concepts from training camp. So uh, it's a higher speed, pace. So uh, it's the same stuff, just at a higher pace. So it's just kind of getting on track with the pace. I think they look really good. Uh, their level of concentration was up. Uh, they, the, the guys were doing a great job of walking and helping them through. Uh, again, there wasn't a lot of pause and stoppage for that reason. Our coaches do a great job of explaining things and laying out the, the game plan before the practice even starts. Black's obviously a kid that is eager to learn. Um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think any of us would put it past him to say that he is eager to learn. He is eager to grow. He is going to take on this challenge. He's not going to back down from it. He's not going to be discouraged by it. He's going to take that challenge on. And and you know, one of the things that he said was, you know, it it was like it was like training camp for summer league, except faster. It was like being Arkansas, where you uh, where you've learned under Coach Eric Musselman, a former. A, law, a nearly 20-year NBA coach, including a short stint as an assistant with the Orlando Magic. Eric Musselman runs an NBA program at Arkansas, and Black said that was one of the reasons he went to Arkansas. So it wasn't like it was all unfamiliar, just like it wasn't completely unfamiliar because he was in Orlando for the pre uh, for pre uh, uh, training camp work and, and workouts that, that that players had with each other in the facility. Um, you know, these guys come to the, this isn't like the old days. Players come to training camp ready training. There is no playing your way into shape in training camp like there was in the 90s or early 2000s, Shaq. Um, these guys come to camp ready to go. There is some pre-work. There's usually some unofficial, you know, some unorganized or non-required pre-work done before you get to camp. You're not starting completely from scratch. You start from scratch, but you're not starting completely from scratch. So Anthony Black, just like every other player, came to this camp with, you know, a little bit of a leg up. Um, certainly a little bit more that he had to study and certainly plenty more that he has to, to get down. But his first NBA practice was not his first NBA practice. Um, in some ways it is. In some ways it's not. Um, but he comes from a background that prepared him for the NBA um, and a lot of the actions that they do and a lot of the intensity that they play with. But the NBA is obviously another notch up. And, and now something he said that he noted from his first NBA practice. Everyone has spoken very highly of both of these rookies, whether, you know, Aaron's team has said that both rookies are seen very eager to learn. They seem very eager to take, take on this challenge. They believe they, they certainly believe in kids. Um, and look to Anthony Black's credit. He seems to have embraced this ability to learn this ability to soak in this new information. And that is part of the excitement of this moment, um, part of the excitement of what the Magic are doing and, 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 and part of the excitement of what's ahead of this team. Um, it is, you know, we don't know what the Black's role is going to be. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to tell you what it's going to be. I think he's going to play some backup three. I think they're going to move him around a little bit. Um, you know, he'll play some point guard, obviously. He'll be a ball handler. I think that's more a definition of what his role is than a number position. But He's going to guard pretty much everyone on the anyone that's on the perimeter. That's going to be part of who he is in his rookie year. But for now, it's just about learning. Now it's just about absorbing information. You know, going to the and getting some extra when he needs it, getting back in the drill and play and playing and, and and going from there. It's not easy being a rookie, kids. 
it's uh, and Black obviously has a lot that he's going to be studying and learning here over the next week. What magic big focus uh, for that first day of practice? Well, should be obvious. It was defense. It was defense. Well, we'll talk about magic. Hope to achieve defensively coming up here in just a moment. You know, I'll, I'll sit here and admit this. Um, first day of practice, we did not get to see a lot. Um, so I'm not going to sit and pretend to tell you exactly what happened at practice. Even back in the Frank Vogel or Steve Clifford days, all we would get to watch in that first day of practice was essentially um, the last bits of their scrimmages. Um, what we were told uh, by Jonathan Isaac, by Jamal Mosley, is that you know they got up and down a little bit. There's a lot of conditioning, a lot of running. It's not that this team isn't in shape, but it's it's different. Um, so you know th- they're going to spend these first couple days of practice be getting into who they are fundamentally. And if we're looking or asking ourselves, what is this team's strength? What is this team's identity? Defense. Defense, defense, defense. That was what Jamal Mosley said. That was what Jonathan Isaac said. A lot of defensive principles getting laid in for the Orlando Magic. And who could blame them? Well, yes, the Orlando Magic struggled offensively last year. And, and there are certainly principles offensive this team wants to get in early. This team knows it's going to hang its hat on the defensive end. If you're going to get playing time for this Magic team, and they take some people off, you're going to have to sit down and defend. You're going to have to be part of this team's defensive uh, mantra and identity. That is who this team is. Sorry, folks. That is who this team is. That is who this team wants to be. That is who this team will ultimately be. They are going to defend. Um, and that's going to be a key piece of this puzzle for the Orlando Magic. Now, obviously there's more to it than that. Let's not pretend otherwise. There is more to it than that. Um, the Orlando Magic are trying to do different things, but the principles are still the same. Defend the paint, defend the rim. First, you got to stop the paint, paint defense. They're going to get out to three-point shooting. And, and you know, Jamal Mosley certainly hated that. Preventing three-pointers is part of this team's expanded goal. Everyone knows how good this team can be defensively. Um, they were seventh in the league after December 7th, seventh in the league in defensive rating after December 7th last year. So that's 57 games. That is a decently big sample size. And, the, and there are a lot of people within the Magic certainly believe they can expand beyond that, that they can be a top 10 defense for the entire season. A big part of that is going to be reducing turnovers. That is certainly something that has mentioned time and time again. The Magic were bottom t- I know they were bottom 10. I think they were 24th or 25th in the league in turnover rate last year. For turnovers, allowing their defense to get set is going to be a big part of this team's defensive growth. Obviously, adding a defensive talent like Jonathan Isaac is going to be big too. And he mentioned specifically that he and Jalen Suggs are discussing their defensive cohesion together which is truly terrifying for the rest of the world. It isn't. It should be. It's, it's October now. You can be a little terrified and we can set some horror uh, some horror themes up. Um, look, um, this team is going to be about its defense. The offense still has a ways to go just looking at the talent. And look, Powell Ben Carroll more efficient is going to help this team. A healthy Marco Fultz is going to help this. Jalen is taking some steps forward. That's going to help this team offensively. There should be some offensive growth. But if this team is going to be top 10 in anything, it's going to come from the defensive side of the ball. And 
That's where the Magic focus their foundational first practice on. Defensive principles, defensive identity, defensive systems, defensive rotations, all that stuff. Making sure they have that down so they can grow from there. We know Jamal Mosley likes to mix and match his defense. He'll play one style moment, switch to another style. They'll blitz screens, they'll back off screens. They'll switch They'll switch on everything. They'll blitz. They'll, they'll do a lot of different things. Um, Mosley likes to mix up his defensive schemes, and that's how he keeps teams off balance. Um, a lot of defense nowadays is not simply about stopping your opponent. It's about slowing them down in a lot of ways and keeping them off balance, not making them, not allowing them to get comfortable. That's something the Magic did very well last for a good chunk of the season. They're a big team, as Jonathan Isaac put it. They're a big team, a big, long team. They're going to be able to be disruptive defensively, and I think the Magic Center is an area where they can indeed be very strong this season. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked Magic. Find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the voices on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. So, like Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. And if you want a full and complete report from the Orlando Magic's first practice, check out the Orlando Magic Hub practice report with full details and notes from practice is free on my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. Check it out, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And if you like that content, you'll get plenty more of it throughout the season. Subscribe if you would like to. Don't forget, tomorrow we will be doing a live episode of Locked on Magic at 6 p.m. Eastern time, the same time I'm recording right now, actually. Um, so the lighting hopefully will be the same. You know, it hasn't started raining yet, I don't think. So, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll have maybe there'll be a big sun sunbeam coming across my face. But uh, we'll live episode tomorrow at 6 p.m. Bring your questions for the comments on the YouTube page at Locked on Magic, as well as uh, hopefully I'll be able to set up a Twitter spaces. Uh, on OMAT on Twitter at omagicdaily. Check out at omagicdaily and at philiprr underscore omd for full links for our live show on Wednesday, October 4th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. But until then, for Orlando Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.